Hi there, Dre. Hi, Peter. That was a lot of enthusiasm. I know. You know why I'm enthusiastic. Because you love today's album. Well, I don't know about that. But it's fun. It is. It is. All right. So today we are talking about the baddest of George Thurgood and the Destroyers. Tell me you know something, anything at all about George Thurgood and or the Destroyers and or anything on this album. Nope. And when it started, all I thought was this is movie music. I only know that song because of movies. Okay. Which song? Bad to the Bone. Okay. See, I asked you if you knew anything and you know that's you know that track no i just picture leather jackets and teenage boys like motorcycles mm-hmm. all right well george thorogood is a blues rock guitarist let's see he was born in like 1950 and he's been releasing albums under george thorogood and the destroyers since 19 19- 77 since then he's released like i don't know something like 20 albums overall and i think that's combined between like studio albums and live recordings and there are a number of compilations of course like this one uh, but i don't think he's ever been like a super 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 popular kind of performer he's always been kind of like a bars and nightclubs and smaller theater kind of performer He's not like a prodigy, like someone like Stevie Ray Vaughan would have been along the line of blues. Uh, But he has found his groove, so to speak, and he uses it. And he uses it pretty well. He's got his track, his lane, his area. Yes, his area of expertise. And it is a particular style of kind of hard rocking slide blues guitar mm-hmm. i'm sure you noticed from listening to this that at least as far as what was on this baddest of he doesn't need to change it up too much it would have been nice a little bit i like artists who can do a lot of different things but there's something to be said about a guy who knows what he's doing and sticks to it That said, I don't have a ton of experience with George Thurgood. And he's got quite a a number of albums. The last one was released. The last studio album was released like in 2011, I think it was. You know, so between 1977 with his first studio album and, and 2011 with his last studio album, I don't know how much has changed because I just don't have those. I have this... This album, I have one live album that I got off of, like literally out of the cheap rack at the drugstore. You know how they used to have (laughs) occasionally, they'd have like some weird selection of cheap CDs just like next to the register. I've got one of those. Somewhere along the line, I downloaded uh, his 2006 album, The Hard Stuff. And I don't remember a thing about it. I did not listen to that one before, before we did this. So I don't know if maybe he has changed a little bit since this. 
who knows maybe there was a maturity maybe that's always nice to hear i don't think his brand is really maturity well no not brand but like someone's voice matures when he started he was young and He's aged, so his cha- his voice would have matured. It would have been nice to listen to that change. I like hearing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You you want to hear how how he has ev- not necessarily even evolved as an artist, just how his how his expression has had to mm-hmm. change over the years. Yeah, that's something I really enjoy. Like if he's mellowed, or if he's gotten more gravelly, or mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say. That at least as of 1992, when this particular compilation was released, that this really does reflect at least a pretty good cross section of his absolute most popular tracks. Starting with, of course, Bad to the Bone, which everybody, even Dre, knows. That is a, a round of applause right there. You get you get that opening riff. And it stops, and you get it again, just in case you didn't hear it the first time. And then eventually he goes into the entire, you know, the whole band with him. Speaking of the band, uh, it looks like it's been largely the same. Uh, a pretty, pretty simple setup as far as as far as the destroyers is concerned. It's it's Thorogood and a drummer and a bassist and on some recordings, it looks like he uses a, a rhythm guitarist, and but not necessarily always, and a saxophonist. And then it looks like he also uses a keyboardist on occasion, but not always. It would give you the impression that if you saw him live, you'd probably see a pretty well-oiled machine. Like, they know exactly what they're doing, exactly when they're doing it, exactly how to do it. Which means they'll have fun. Probably. And that would be great to watch. I have never seen him live. I have that one live recording, which is okay. I mean, it's literally a, a $5 drugstore CD. I don't expect that it necessarily reflects the best performances he's ever had. But you know what? I kind of want to see him live. This looks like fun bar band kind of music. That'd be worth Those are the best ones. Yeah. Were there any particular highlights for, for you off this? Nope. I had to force myself to focus on this one because it all just ran together. I liked it. I tapped my foot. I like blues rock. But this just sounded like the same thing over and over and over again in my brain. Kind of of sounded generic? Yeah. And I think it's because it started off with Bad to the Bone. Tell me more. Because I've heard that so much in so many places. So it's like, oh, I'm over it. And I start checking out immediately, even though it's still catchy. Was there anything you particularly did not like? Nothing jumped out as horrible either. Mm-hmm. It's very even. Yeah, it's just through. like, mm-hmm. there's no super highs, no super lows. We just got good blues rock playing constantly mm-hmm. until it stops. Do you have any strong opinions today? My favorite off of this album, and has pretty much always been my favorite off this album, is One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer. Yeah, which is an old John Lee Hooker tune. You know, it's it's a story. 
and I have a thing for for that. Like not not as in we're telling this long, complicated, drawn out yarn. More like a you don't have to interpret anything. He's telling you exactly what he thinks, exactly what's going on, and it's for many people eminently relatable. And it's a kind of I'm bitching about it because it's good to bitch about it kind of story, you know? Yeah, that's the first one that made me think, oh, he'd probably be cool to see live mm-hmm. just because they were all the dialogue. And I'm pretty sure that this is the kind of that's the kind of track that can be changed up a little bit every single time. And it'll just work. The kind of track where you can where with an experienced band, which he has. You can just go off in all sorts of different directions and come back right where you picked up, right, right where you left off anytime. And the audience will just follow you. And that's good. Makes for a good show. Absolutely. So are we going to have to find out? <laughs> are we going to have to find out when George Thurgood's playing? Because he is still touring. You are not going to use this, what we're doing, to get me to go to a bunch of concerts with you, mister. Why not? It's already worked once. Or really, it's about to have worked once. Well, anyway, because I have lived with this particular compilation for so long, and I haven't ever really ventured off into his into many of his other works, like full albums or otherwise, and I'm not sure why. I'm I'm kind of thinking maybe I'll pick up one or two of his other full albums just to see. I don't imagine that it's gonna there are going to be a lot of surprises there, but I enjoy this. I like it. It's not something I, I'm going to find myself consciously putting on all that often, but it's fun. It's not super cerebral. It doesn't have to be. It just has nope. to be good music played well, and it is. It's good music for friends. Put it on during the barbecue. Mm-hmm. You know, put on Bad to the Bone when you go to the bar and they've got one of those touch tune touch tunes jukeboxes and i'm betting a whole bunch of people in the bar are going to sing along to parts of it that's always funny to see yeah not always fun to experience and you'll everybody will be doing you know half of everybody anyway we'll be doing air guitar sounds like a karaoke night i think that and i drink alone totally karaoke all right do you have any other opinions you want to share about since so we'll go back to what we're actually talking about here about George Thorogood and the destroyers and or the baddest of George Thorogood and the destroyers unfortunately i don't i tried so hard but all i could think of was movie tunes this is a theme for you but this one actually this actually wasn't a movie so it matches this time I think what I appreciate most about this album is that at least the uh, the memorable riffs sound like something that a real human being could strive to actually learn to do. <gasps> I should. You know, that main riff for Bad to the Bone is not particularly technically difficult. Now, I don't I I don't doubt that George Thorogood is a very good guitarist who is very well practiced and he just makes it sound easy. Kind of like an old saying I once heard from baseball, which was like uh, John Cruck, who was uh, a first baseman for the Phillies is a very large man. And I don't mean like large as in muscular. I mean, he was, he was a big guy and he's, and in reply to somebody saying 
something. He was like, lady, I ain't an athlete. I'm a ball player. You don't necessarily have to look athletic to play ball. Like you don't have to look like an expert musician to play this. Right. Which makes it feel more attainable. Like if I practice hard for six months to a year, I could play some very straightforward blues and sound okay, or at least not totally embarrass myself. And that's, that's a fun thought to have. Now, whether I could actually do it, that's totally different, and I could probably not. But I could like to imagine that it's possible. Now I feel like you should learn to play the guitar. So apart from one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, I think my other favorite is, uh, is Who Do You Love? which is a, a Bo Diddley track. And I think I know this version more than I do Bo Diddley's. I actually can't even remember what that song sounds like. I kept blazing over it. Pretty much the whole album is either, you know, I'm having a hard time or I am the manliest man you'll ever meet. <laughs> and it's, it's not even... Music. Yeah, I mean, and it's not even in a, you know, and therefore I'm going to kick your ass. It's just the... I'm a man, you know, I'm a dude. yeah, I'm a, you know, <laughs> and not in like a, a threatening way, more like a, you should aspire to be me kind of way. Yeah. There's something, something attractive about that sentiment. Sometimes I'm not, I'm not an aggressive guy. I'm not even most of the time assertive. So, mm. you know, it's kind of, it's, it's a fun role play kind of exercise, I guess. And I am tickled. Yes, I appreciate this visual. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun album. There really isn't anything that's terrible. I think my least favorite is probably Louis de Frisco, which is on the end, and that's a Chuck Berry tune. It's just not, it just, eh, it's whatever. Everything else on here, it's just kind of fun. And it's got its place in time. It serves its purpose. So... Along those ways, you have a, do you have a rating? Well, I'm almost, I'm torn because my first mind says give it a six, but then my boredom says give it a five. Give it a, your boredom says give it a five. Yeah. Just imagine like being in a club and like this is George Thurgood's on stage and this is all like rumbling out and it's loud and everybody's there enjoying themselves and people are dancing and you say this is a five. Because I'd probably be sitting at the bar tapping my foot and people watching. See, perfect opportunity to people watch. A fantastic opportunity actually. But it's a five. Yes. Okay, fair enough. And you? I will give this a seven with the caveat that it's not in my everyday playlist, but I, I am tickled by it every time it comes on. Fair. It is exactly what it intends to be on the box. There is no false advertising here. It's just some fun slide blues, electric guitar, rock kind of stuff. The kind of music you have a good time to. Right. Okay, so let me go ahead and get my list up. Oh no, here we go. Are you afraid? Not today. You're not afraid today? No. All right. 
That's going to bite me the butt. Watch. Hey, Google, give me a number between 1 and 2,101. Here's a random number, 67. Okay. We are listening to Cosmic Thing by the B-52s. This could either be fun or I don't know. And that's our show for this week. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening through, and feel free to leave a voice message on our page at anchor.fm. There's a link to it in the show description. Thank you to Dre for joining me, and thank you for joining us. Until next time, be good to your music. It's been good to you.